Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome. We have a great topic today. We're talking about teens and challenging teens to get a new start with Young Men's Ultimate weekend founder. You know, due to the pandemic and our challenging economic times and all the school closures, both young and adult children are living with parents much more than they were before. And it's creating a lot of stress in the home. Families who love each other but don't have the necessary skills to adapt to these stresses are finally finding themselves living in a toxic home that's filled with fear and anxiety and conflict and competition. My guest, Dr. Mark Schillinger, founder of the nonprofit Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, a modern-day rite of passage wilderness adventure camp, has been monitoring and mentoring families for 20 years. Having successfully navigated challenges with his own teen children, his guidance and personal insights are especially key during this time that is needed more than ever. And Dr. Schillinger's work with families was featured on the CNN show, This is Life with Lisa Ling, just recently, November 29th, 2020. So look up CNN, everyone. Go to the Lisa Ling show, November 29th, 2020, and you'll be able to watch this incredible segment. Welcome, Dr. Mark Chillinger. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Thank you. Yeah, good. Well, we know that teens have a higher anxiety level than any other age group. And that's according to the American Psychological Association study. So it's, yep. um, you know, it's, it's really hard. So let's talk a little bit about you. Dr. Mark <laughs> Schillinger is the founder of the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend and Challenging Teenage Sons. He's a thought leader, a social philosopher, a public speaker, a community leader, and a chiropractor specializing in mind-body wellness. He's an expert in stress management and family dynamics, and he's the creator of The Right Way, which is a method to help families enjoy more caring and cooperative relationships. And there's just so much more that he's done, but I definitely want to move on to our questions because there's just so much here. So let me start, Mark. You started this nonprofit foundation or organization, I should say, the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend in 2000. Tell us why it's transformative and why you started it. Okay, well, the reason why I started is because I was raising two teenage children, my son Gabe and my daughter Becca, they were teens, and it was very painful for me to realize that my old school style of parenting was not working. I, you know, I'd be demonstrative, I'd bang my hand on the table, I would yell, I would scream, and of course they knew I loved them, which I did, of course, after growing up in New York and having such great loving family, but... We grew up in a different environment in a different era, and I didn't quite make the connection that whatever I was doing in the 80s um, was not working with whatever happened in the 50s. So I had to wake up. I had to realize that here I am, a specialist in stress management, and I can't even relax around my own children. And it really sent me on a long journey where I found a mentor um, to help me have a really better relationship with my son Gabe. It was a rite of passage event that he was putting on in Canada. I took my son Gabe. We both got a lot out of it. You know, like all this tension began to melt away. And uh, this was 1998, I think, or mm-hmm. 1999. And so 
I decided to put on my own event. I realized that I still had yeah. more healing to do with Gabe, and I also realized that all of his friends and all their parents were going through the same so, stuff I was. So, so we decided let me ask to you. Start the right yeah, hmm? which is great. So you started your own. But let me ask you, when you say that you did this weekend with your son, and that this yeah. is before you created this the right uh, white mm-hmm. way for family unity. And you said you watched a lot of the issues disappearing. What was yeah. it that you were doing? Why did that happen? Thank you. The very first thing I would tell any parent, and what I had to learn was I had to learn to calm down. No matter what my son was doing, unless he was, you know, God forbid, physically harming other people or doing super dangerous drugs, like I learned that I needed to practice my own medicine that I was teaching others so that no matter what he said or did, I needed to create the space for him to articulate what he was actually really going through by not interrupting, by staying calm and breathing, using some simple mindfulness-based techniques that allowed me to stay calm so that I could really understand him better and start treating him like a young man, not like a boy. That's the first benefit I got from that event. Mm, yeah, I think I think my other question about that is, how do you do that, but still remain being the parent and not becoming the buddy and the friend? It's a fine Beautiful. line, isn't it? It's a fine line. And yet, because I work with so many thousands of parents over the years, if I can't make my work practical, nobody's calling me. So it's a fine line. But here's how I recommend people find it. One of the principles I learned early on studying mindfulness was the principle of both and. And applying it towards the topic we're discussing, I would say you can both be calm and compassionate with your children and you can be skillful using your authority and your influence. So you don't have to be their friend in the sense of being so compassionate, taking to the extreme that you kind of let them get away with stuff that you know they should not be thinking or doing. So there's a way to do both at the same time. And I actually teach parents this kind of a seven-step process on how to remain calm and use the authority and influence in a positive way that will help the young person sort of get back in touch with their drive to want to get out and be independent. The main issue is teaching parents how to let go of their children as children mm-hmm. and recognize that they're young adults and at least thousands of years ago, they'd already be married if they're 15 or 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. both ends is how we do that. We teach both ends. You can, you can be compassionate and you can still use your authority. Yeah, very important. Very good. Um, so let, on that note, talk about strong family relationships and how integral that is to the young man's growth. Yeah, well, you said a very good thing in the beginning of the show that we know that young people are suffering from stress. And the research is very clear that when you know we study the stress that young people are going through, of course they're just as stressed out as as adults are. And if we don't recognize that young people are stressed out, it's going to be, it's going to be hard in the family. Here's why. We are primates. Primates want to have fun. Primates need to connect. Primates need to um, cooperate to make things happen. And what's happening in the world now is parents are so busy with their own financial issues and their own work stress and their own personal growth issues that they actually don't have the time or the energy to devote to their families young people, especially young teens, they can sniff. I like to use the term sniff. They can kind of tell which adults are capable of raising them and which ones can't. So they kind of get depressed when they see that their parents, who they know love them, also are actually not capable of leading them to the promised land of individuality and independence. 
and that creates a lot of stress. And especially now with COVID, of course, living at home with parents that they love but can't trust them to lead them, and when they watch their parents acting more like children than they are, then they withdraw, even though they're in the same house. So everybody's walking on eggshells, and that's happening so much right now. Everybody's stressed out in the homes. Do you think that one of the things people can do is sit down with their teenagers and their family members like a family meeting and really talk about it? Talk about the feelings, problem solve, kind of like you're in a team meeting. What do you think about that? I think it's really important. However, I think what's missing in our society is rite of passage. So young people need rite of passage. Adults need rite of passage. So I put on rite of passage events, not just for young men, but for their parents as well. While the young men are out in the woods, the parents are in a hotel studying with me. And the reason why I bring that up is because before you can heal a relationship, you know, like in a house with parents and young people, there needs to be a, a sort of a formal announcement, maybe even a formal ceremony that says, we're gonna, the parents say, we're going to do our best to stop treating you like children. We're going to stop acting like mm-hmm. parents. We want to start acting like mentors. We want to learn how to communicate with you better, understand your feelings better, and see how we can cooperate. So if there's a formal line of demarcation in the house where the parents are saying we need to do better and here's what we want to learn how to do better with you, like have these kinds of conversations you're recommending where everybody can reveal what's true, Mm -hmm. then I think it can happen. But most young people don't trust their parents if they're having a stressful relationship and all of a sudden the parent goes, you know, let's talk about this. Especially young men, they don't just do well in traditional talk therapy settings where you just say, Mm -hmm. tell me about your emotions. But in a rite mm. of passage, Patricia, what we found out, and this is what healed my relationship with my son Gabe, we create a grieving ceremony that is so powerful where the young men get to really physically, intensely, deeply emotionally get all their stuff out, all their past pain, hurts, and disappointments. And at the end of that ceremony, and the, the adult men do it too, they see that having anger and frustration is normal, and they also learn that they have to know when, where, and how to take it out. And when you do that, then they're much more likely to open up because they're not so shut down with all their pain. So it's not quite as easy as having parents saying, I love you, let's talk. You have to earn their respect first, which I know sounds radical. But yes, parents have to learn to earn the respect and learn how to do it of their adult young children. And then they'll open Mm. up. Hmm. So when you say it's sort of like a grieving process, Right. When you talk about that, it's their way to just release their emotion and get it out of their system. Yeah. Yeah. Young men don't do really well, as I said, sitting down and talking about their their emotions in, in, in therapy. However, if you give them an opportunity to rage or just to really get it out in some way where they're not filtered in any way other than physically violent and not hurting each other, it's very powerful. What happens is they realize that they've been holding down these emotions that keep them um, acting like little boys. They just act mm-hmm. out all their pains and frustrations when they get it out. And at a rite of passage using my method, they also get to learn that they're born with certain virtues that will help them make it in the world and help them develop their own authentic, unique self. And so when they learn that we want to help them discover who they are and both and learn the virtues they're going to need to have in order to make in the world like responsibility and accountability, reliability, they're way more willing to listen once they feel emotionally heard. So important. All right, we're going to take a note, on a break on that note. And when we come back, um, really fascinating. Um, We are talking to Dr. Mark Schillinger, 
who is the founder of Young Men's Ultimate Weekend and Challenging Teenage Sons. He's a thought leader, a social philosopher, a public speaker, a community leader, and a chiropractor specializing in mind-body wellness. And he is the creator of The Right Way, a method to help families enjoy more caring and cooperative relationships. And his pioneering work earned him the California State Board of Chiropractic Examiners distinction to teach health professionals simple scientific stress reduction techniques. All right, folks, stay tuned. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back my guest is dr mark schillinger he's founder of the nonprofit. Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, a modern-day rite-of-passage wilderness adventure camp that he's been has been mentoring families for 20 years. Having successfully navigated challenges with his own teen children, his guidance and personal insights are especially key during this time, and they're needed more than ever. He was just featured, his work in families was featured on the CNN show, This is Life with Lisa Ling on November 29th, 2020. So please check that out. Just go to CNN and check out Lisa Ling's show, November 29th, 2020. 
And again, teens have a higher anxiety level than any other age group. And so this is what Dr. Mark has really uh, dedicated his life. He's also the creator of The Right Way, which is a method to help families enjoy more caring and cooperative relationships. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. And also, he's offering 20-minute complimentary consultations. You can log on Mm -hmm. to info at challengingteenagesons.com, challengingteenagesons.com. So, you know, let's talk about men in general, not just young sons, but um, men having difficulty expressing themselves and doing it through anger or being quiet or feeling that they're too... um, you know, they're not supposed to share. Women can be emotive, but men cannot be. Talk about that. Men, from what I can tell, and I run, you know, a men's team, and I'm on a second men's team, and I run Young Men's Ultimate Weekend. I've been around thousands of dudes. Here's what I've learned. Men are just as emotional as women. It's beautiful. However, I think that many men are afraid of expressing their emotion because it's going to be too strong or, or misperceived as violent almost with the yelling and screaming. So they tend to stuff it down more. So they have a good intention of wanting to reveal themselves and they're afraid to because they don't know how to do it in a way that might be healthy for them, like a grieving ceremony at the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend. So if men get on men's teams or join men's groups that are really not just sort of psychologically based where where you just talk about everything, but also physiologically based where you do sports and do physical activities together and, um, and talk about the emotions and do ceremonies where you can really get it out in a very strong way. Then men go home, better fathers, better lovers, better spouses, better at work because they feel seen and heard. So the first thing I would say, Patricia, is that men need to get around more men. That's really important. Like-minded men who have the best of the old school male characteristics of wanting to provide and protect for their family and also allow them to reveal who they are, to be authentic and not just have the mask on where they're just the male provider. So they need Mm. to be around men. One of the things that I've learned is that the volunteers at the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, which first of all, I, I have to shout out, such great thanks to them. So many of these men have been with me since the very first Young Men's Weekend. That's 20 years ago. And I think here's why in part. These men love to be with other men who are like-minded. And they actually feel like a biological obligation is one of the terms that one of our main volunteers uses, that we feel obligated to initiate young men. But what happens is a certain magic, which is like we're around these young men for 48 hours using this philosophy that we've created and this personal growth method. And by the end, the men, the adult men, they feel so much more vulnerable and open in the most positive way. They always report back to me the week after an event. They feel so much more loving towards their family, so much more relaxed. They can take in what others are saying. They don't overreact. They can respond calmly, which, of course, we teach them how to do. So I think men need to be around like-minded men. And men learn mm-hmm. ways through mentors like I did to express themselves in way, ways that children and women can hear. The first lesson we always teach men is that men, I'm sorry, women are not men. No matter how tough they may appear, they're not men. And that's not said in any negative, diminutive way. Of course, I love women, and I was raised by amazing women, and my sister's still my main caregiver, really. So it's not about anything negative about women. It's about men need men to love them and see them and appreciate them. It's way Mm -hmm. easier for those dudes to go back to their families and be good men. 
Yeah, really important. Well, you know, but it's a lifelong process. I mean, this is something that's been yeah. in our culture, correct? I mean, this yeah. is not, you know, uh, this is not, oh, gee, I learned this and now I'm, I'm going to change right away. I mean, it's just kind of part correct. of what boys were taught when they were growing up. Yes, this is a long history. And if I would just give a very brief history of, I, of at least how I think we got here, it's this. Sure. When the last ice age melted, the, the hunters who were out there providing and protecting for the women and children and seniors would come back to the tribe and the women would be there running the show as they did a better job doing that than the men. The men had their job. Well, with the advent of the agricultural revolution where men, women, plants, and animals all got domesticated, I'm not saying in the judgment, but I'm just saying it got so perverted that what happened was that men had to now like rely on others you know, a few began to have a lot, like people who knew how to domesticate plants and animals became the wealthy people. And so the men were then kind of hired to protect those wealthy people um, or to be aggressive about, you know, getting more. And I think the culture really shifted from where we lived tribally, where everybody pretty much had to share and be egalitarian and have more respect and more cooperation with each other. It became more about domination and greed is what I'm seeing. And I think it's playing out now, 10,000 years later, so severely. And then on top of that, we have what I call the technology bomb being thrown into the family structure where everybody's so overwhelmed with these devices. So we have men who are still feeling that old biological call to you know, not be emotional because their job is to build, kill and protect and provide. And now those days are over. And yet, the men have not been sort of taught how to adapt to their new life where they don't have to be so demonstrative. It doesn't mean you lose your maleness. I mean, my family and my close friends who've watched me evolve over the last 30 years, I've gone from being so outrageously reactive to calm and relaxed most of the time. I don't feel like I've lost my maleness. I know when to be firm. Mm. I know when to be straightforward and direct, but I don't have to yell and scream and be demonstrative either. Right, absolutely. You were going to tell us a story, too. I think you had a great story that illustrates a lot of this. Um, yes, thank you. I have a couple quick stories. One of them was a, um, a couple that I was coaching for a number of years um, here in the Bay Area, and, um, you know, they would come in with their son. The son would be very demonstrative and, you know, hate his parents and call them all sorts of horrible names. And, of course, the very first thing I do with every family I teach is a simple 15-second mindfulness-based technique to relax. So they were here in my office and they were telling me this story where their son came charging into the kitchen like he often did, threatening to punch yet another hole in the wall. And these are all good young men, of course, but they just don't know how to you know, channel their energy. And so he came into the kitchen and he was really demonstrative and the parents just held hands and they did the technique that I taught them where they controlled their breathing and just knew how to be present. <clears throat> They told me that within a few seconds, their son, who knew the technique too, watched them not react. They just stayed calm. He sat down at the kitchen table and started to sob, which was not like him. And so when he was done crying, he just told his parents that he felt like he was so upset about school and some friends and that it wasn't really about them, which is what he had slammed the kitchen door open saying it was their fault yeah. about something. Yeah. So my point being is that just when the parents were able to calm down, the young men felt safe. The young man felt safe to say what was true for him. And then just literally two weeks ago, I was on the phone or a Zoom call with a father's group that I lead. And one of the men who's very adept at the mindfulness 
based technique that, that I teach, said that for years he's been having a hard time with his wife when she disagrees with him, especially in front of the kids. He would tend to be more reactive in front of the children. And so over the years of really getting deeper into mindfulness-based technique, he's learned to stay calm so much so that now he's actually, when he's speaking with his wife, he's curious. He's yes. open. He wants to yeah. really get deeper into what is she actually really saying. And by doing that, he just told me two weeks ago, this is true, that they actually bought a house together. For years, he's been wanting to move and buy a house. And she's been resistant. And she had her own good reasons, but he said he couldn't hear them. Once he remained calm during these discussions, they actually found common ground and bought a house. I had goosebumps when he was telling me the story, just from learning that he didn't have to give up his authority. He had his rights. He had his, his point yeah. of view, his beliefs. But, I but think he what's also interesting, learned that he allowed her to do it. But, but I think what's interesting is when you said that when the son walked in, right, because the mm-hmm. parents had done this breathing technique or this mindfulness yeah. technique, just from the energy of them, not even speaking, Correct. but just the energy brought him right down into calmness. Absolutely. That's amazing. Right. And that's what, yes, and the children, as you've been saying throughout the show, which I really appreciate, parents need to get that teen children are as stressed out or more stressed out than adults. When the children can see that the parents have a way to adapt to adversity, which first begins with no talking, no psychological anything, just physiological control of themselves so that they can respond with the virtues and values that they really believe in, the children begin to calm down too. Mm. This is basic primate mirror neurons, it's called in brain science, mirror neuron behavior where the young ones will model the older ones if the older ones are behaving in a way that young people can trust. And I have to tell you that's been true for me with my family. What really split my children apart from me was I was going through a painful divorce with my wife at the time, Suzanne. And for a year or two, we really fought horribly. And so the children felt alienated probably from both of us. Once I learned to practice what I was preaching to everybody else, Hmm. my former wife and I, who are now the best of friends and teach our rite of passage worship together, I was able to get my family back because it was on me to calm down and be more Hmm. compassionate and curious. And from there, everything got to the point now where we all live within five minutes of each other. We love each other. We get together for all the holidays. We do our weekly Zoom. It all came from me just calming down. Isn't that something? And on that note, we're going to take another break. Pretty amazing, really. All right. So my guest today is Dr. Mark Schillinger, founder of the nonprofit Young Man's Ultimate Weekend, which is a modern-day rite-of-passage wilderness adventure camp and has been mentoring families for over 20 years. You can see his work recently on the Life is Lisa Ling, Life with Lisa Ling show on CNN, which aired on November 29, 2020. All right, everyone, stay tuned. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are talking to Dr. Mark Schillinger, who's the founder of Young Men's Ultimate Weekend and Challenging Teenage Sons. He's a thought leader, a social philosopher, public speaker, community leader, and a chiropractor specializing in mind-body wellness. He's an expert in stress management and family dynamics and creator of The Right Way, a method to help families enjoy more caring and cooperative relationships. All right, and we're talking today about how teenage boys and and men in general um, can express themselves and work together in cooperation with with their families and in other relationships. Welcome back, Mark. Thank so, you. Thank you. you know, one of the things you talk about, and you said it, you know, when you talked about the mindfulness technique that you teach parents so that they can help their sons by just lowering the temperature and staying calm. So this is really mind-body wellness. Talk about the importance of mind-body wellness and what you teach in general through your work as a chiropractor and as your work uh, having these uh, ultimate weekends. Thank you. Everything that I do with my patients as a stress management expert and, and a life coach for 30-plus years is, of course, what I bring into my work with family. So there's four parts to it for family unity. The first part is where everybody learns how to be tranquil. The second part is where I teach everybody in the family how to discover their own unique 
innate virtues that they were born with. Like some of my virtues are creativity, authenticity, generosity. So I want everybody in the family to learn who they are, to discover their unique personality. In addition to that, I then teach families in a, from a wellness point of view, what virtues do they have to develop, all of them, not just the young people, the parents too, in order to have a more fulfilling life. Again, like I said before, for young people, it might be responsibility. Um, for an adult, it might be creativity or something that they need to develop to be happier. The third thing that I do, and I love to do maybe the most, is help people, including the children, discover what they think reality is. What is God or what is the universe or what does quantum physics say? So I'm very adept at helping people find a universal perspective that's right for them, which is very healing for people. And I help the families allow everybody in that family to discover their own unique way of perceiving the universe. And then the fourth thing is helping young people and parents create a lifestyle where even those with the busiest of schedules like me can have a fulfilling and meaningful life. So those are the four basic things that I do with families. And the bottom line is that I teach everybody what I learned from my early teachers as a teenager, because I got into spiritual growth and personal growth as a teenager. I learned that even though they all had different ways of perceiving reality and different methods for teaching people how to be happy, healthy, and holy, here's the one thing they had in common. They all had a way they all had a path. They all had a method that they could use to keep themselves in line with their beliefs so that they could behave in ways that were authentic for them. So that's my best gift is teaching people how to discover a way that's true for them or a family, a way that's true for all of them individually and collectively so that they can have a cooperative relationship so they can all help each other and stay together their whole lives. Yeah. And how can you practice that daily? That's my question. Sure. Well, I've become the master of one minute, one minute of everything. Because I run a busy chiropractic office and a busy nonprofit, and then this other company you alluded to, Challenging Teenage Sons, which is the part of the work I do with parents and helping them you know, work with their sons better. Um, plus, my son and I own a recording studio. There's a lot that I do. And the way that I've kept myself happier and healthier and holier than really than I've ever been is because every day I can meditate for a minute. I can read something spiritual for a minute. I call my sister driving to work three days a week. It's maybe a five minute call. I can, um, I can make sure that I'm eating something really well throughout the day. I can take a, a sip of water. I, there's so many things that I can do throughout the day. So I like to call them rituals, R-I-C-H, rituals. I have lots that's of rituals, great. and that's what I teach my families. That's what I teach my families and my patients. And you can do something for a minute every day, and if you have ten or fifteen things you can do for a minute every day, after a while, you actually feel like you're not so resentful that your whole life is going towards family or work because you're actually nurturing yourself. And once people feel like they're nurturing themselves, especially teens, they naturally find that they want to be better um, children and start helping around the house because they're. They're willing to help once they feel like they're being mm. helped discover who they are. Mm. So important. Yeah. So give us some other examples of, of ways, you know, mm-hmm. a parent might be listening to this and saying, you know, I don't know, that mindfulness technique sounds great, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure my son will will respond to that. Oh. Um, you course. know, talk, talk about the resistance that you get and what you'd suggest there. 
Okay, so my company's called Challenging Teenage Sons for two reasons. Not just because young men are challenging, but because we have forgotten as a culture how to challenge young men to really be at their best for themselves, for their family, and for the community, and for the world. So I have parents calling me all the time saying, yeah, I don't think you get it. My son is so demonstrative and so angry with us that he won't even come out of his room because he's so addicted to his device. He's not going to want to learn a mindfulness-based technique. Mm. So I let the parents know that that's not the only thing we teach. We definitely teach the parents how to use consequences in a positive, disciplined way. We also, of course, do these wider passages in the house where we change the relationship so it's more about equal sharing or there won't be resources shared with the young person if they're not contributing back. It's not punitive at all. We also, of course, teach the parents how to help their children discover who they are. We teach the parents how to use a seven-step communication process that allows them to retain their authority while also respecting what their children have to say. And then, of course, we're teaching everybody how to set goals, personal goals and family goals, and actually methods on how to do that. And because I teach a brain science course, I help the parents and the young people learn what kind of brains they have. Some have short attention spans, like me. Some have long attention spans. Some are introverts. Some are extroverts. Once we get that all on the table, everybody gets a chance to better understand each other. And, of course, all this time we're, we're creating healthy lifestyles. So it's not just about the relaxation technique. It's a whole technique. And when I teach the parents how to communicate to a teen male brain that's not fully developed, the relationships get better. We're just spending too much time over-talking to young men whose brain capacities are not, will, not able to receive all that wisdom in the way that they're delivering it. So it's not just the relaxation technique. It's a whole way that's geared towards raising young men in an era where digital dominance is distracting the young men from their own mm. biological desire and naturally want to get out of the house. They're just happy to stay home all day as long as everybody's paying for their way. Mm. So, so you think the techno- do you think technology is yeah. hurting us in some ways? Oh, my God. It's helping us yes, in a lot well, of I'm, ways, though. Of course. I'm a both-and person. So, yes, of course it's both-and. I would never say we need to go back to horse and buggy. I'm simply saying that nobody helped parents or families figure out a, a way to navigate all these digital distractions and diversions. So, of course, there's great things about video games and um, all that stuff, but They've been taken to such an extreme now. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with me on this. Everywhere you go, everything's digital. Everything's a device. I see parents who cannot literally put down their phone for more than a few seconds, even when their children are talking to them. So we have become addicted. We are digitally addicted. There's no two ways about that. So it's the extreme of that that is really hurting the families. It's creating more and more withdrawal within a family instead of more and more cooperation. So I teach parents how to use um, those devices in a way that's, um, I'd say, meaningful for them and their children. And, of course, those devices have to be carefully regulated, even though the parents think they have no control over their sons who say, you know, you're not taking my phone. I have to remind the parents it's actually not their phone. It's your phone. It's the parent's phone. So I'm teaching parents how to get their authority back without anger, without any punitive action in a way that appeals to a young person where he says, oh, I can understand that this device may be hurting me. And the, the carrot is, hey, dude, you want to learn how to move out at 18 and have enough money so you don't have to live with your parents? And they're like, 
hell yeah. I go, great, let's get started. So that's how I motivate them. And then they're willing to have a better relationship with their devices. Mm. Well, because you're being practical, right? This isn't about yeah. emotion. This is about situation. So you're being practical. It's about, it's about channeling their emotions into positive behaviors that will get them out of the house so they're ready for the challenges of the young adult world. Great. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. Before we do, tell people how they can find you or talk to you if they're listening and they Thank have you. children, grandchildren, needs, nephews. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I'm so, you know, I'm so dedicated to having my life work, help parents, help their children have better relationships. So I do this free 20-minute phone call where it's just asking parents certain questions about what's happening with them, giving them some advice, certainly encouraging them to do some coaching or come to one of my workshops. But when they go to this website, which is ymuw.org, Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, ymuw.org, or challengingteenagesons.com, there's a free ebook there called Why It's Harder Than Ever to Raise Your Son and What You Can Do About It. And there's a free report called The Four Secrets to Helping Your Son Grow Up Right Now. That's a lot of good information, more details about what I'm talking about. And so on those two websites, there's ways to get that free phone call with me where I can speak with you. Right. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have another segment with Dr. Mark Schillinger, who is the founder of the Young Men's Ultimate Weekend. And um, and he also and challenging teenage sons. He's a thought leader and social philosopher and public speaker and community leader and a chiropractor. And he specializes in mind body wellness. And he's the creator of the right way a method to help families enjoy more caring and cooperative relationships. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. 
These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back with Dr. Mark Schillinger, who is founder of the nonprofit Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, a modern-day rite of passage wilderness adventure camp, and he's been mentoring families for 20 years. Having successfully navigated challenges with his own teen children, his guidance and personal insights are especially key during this time, and he's needed more than ever. His work with families was recently featured on the CNN show this is Life with Lisa Ling on November 29th, 2020. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. All right. Tell us about this show with Lisa Ling and how you got on and tell us about the experience. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I got on because I'm on a men's team with John Gray, who wrote the book Men from Mars, Women from Venus. Yes. I've interviewed him many times. He's incredible. I've seen that. Yeah, he is yeah. incredible. And... His close friend, Warren Farrell, who's written many books, including The Myth of Male Power, well, the two of them wrote a book called The Boy Crisis a couple years ago, which I consider, if not the best book written about young men and the plight that they're having, um, certainly way up there. It's a great book. And so they mentioned my work, The Young Men's Ultimate Weekend, in their book. And I believe that Lisa um, and her staff contacted Warren and John about maybe doing a show about how good young men middle-class young men are actually struggling and failing in school and why they're struggling. So they, of course, agreed to speak with her, and they also mentioned me. So I was very lucky that way. Her staff called me. We spent a few hours on the phone, told them, um, you know, what I was up to, and so they wanted to include me in the show, which they did. The trouble came when I had to announce to my volunteers, and as I said early in the show, a lot of these men have been with me since the beginning, amazing, wonderful dudes, and some of them actually stood up when I said, we have a great gift coming from the universe. We're going to be featured around the world by this woman named Lisa Ling. Well, a number of the volunteers with really great intentions, some of them literally stood up and said, no way. We're not mm-hmm. going. We're not going to do this. This is the wrong mm-hmm. thing to do. And they were, very, they were being very protective of the young men. So they had great intention. They were afraid that the young men would not be willing to really do the grieving ceremony that I mentioned and other deeply revealing ceremonies that we do yeah. and activities. And they yeah. were concerned that some of the men might be willing to do this. So I heard their, you know, I heard their grievances and I got with the leadership of the organization and we decided that while we respected what they had to say, both and we were not going to stop doing this because we felt it was a great opportunity and that we just had to pray that Lisa would tell a good story about us and, and not uh, hurt us in any way. Long story short, she shows up. She does my interview first, 
out in the woods and I'm shaking like a leaf. And she was just a great interview and really did a good job with me. And then I had to walk her out to all the volunteers, which was about 60, 65 men. And um, I, I just can't tell you how, how little time it took for her to win everybody over. Her energy, her words, her gaze, everything was just so um, comforting. And so mm. she assured everybody that she and her staff, and she had, I think it was seven men who were you know, doing the video filming, um, her crew, the whole weekend they stood right in the exact spots. They knew what to do, what not, not to do. She was so tender when she needed to be. She knew when to be a little bit more aggressive and really get in on the action. And she earned the trust of all those men and young men. So she could film everything, including some really intense parts like the grieving ceremony. By the end of the weekend, and she also came to the hotel where I do the rite of passage work for parents and filmed some of that. By the end of the weekend, when I saw her, she just said to me that she cried like 10 times throughout the wow. event. She wanted, she wanted to know, like, how do, you, how do you do this? We hardly have any budget. We hardly have any money. We don't wow. have, like, fancy equipment. We're just out in the middle of the woods doing what men do best, which is initiate young men. So she loved it. We just prayed that she would tell a good story because it was well over a year before the show aired. The show aired. And so even though it's been COVID and so we couldn't watch it together as an organization, I sat with my family in my living room and all of us had tears streaming down our eyes because mm. the story was so well done. Mm. And all those men, all those men, by the way, who thought they were not going to show up, they all showed up because they trusted the leadership and all the other men who did want to show up and they were amazing. And some of them contacted me after the event and said they were crying too. So it turned out to be amazing. And since that show, we've had hundreds and hundreds of emails from parents around the country wanting to know more about our work. So we're so grateful. Yes. And they can, you, they can go, they can find it by going on YouTube or do they find it by going Um, on CNN? I think the best way, I think that there's some uh, pirate kind of videos on YouTube. I think the best way is to go on the CNN website, type in Lisa Ling, then you'll okay, get to her page, yeah, and then and you then type in it. Lost Boys. Okay. The name of the show is called Lost Boys, and when you type that in, I believe the show will come up. Okay, that's wonderful. And what's your email, and Mark, the, for them, How, if people want to find you? Okay, if people want to find me, they can go to info at ymuw.org or info at challengingteenagesons.com. Okay. All right, closing thoughts. We've got two minutes. What would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, I grew up in New York City in the 50s, and everybody was a mentor. I couldn't go anywhere without mentors, my parents' friends watching me and sort of taking care of me. And to this day now, my brothers, my sister, even my nephews and nieces, my own children, Suzanne, my former wife, they're all mentors for me. I grew up with mentors. I'm used to mentors. Mentors is what the world needs. My motto is a mentor in every family. I want to listen to the day where every family could call a mentor that has a way that will help them have more caring and cooperative relationships. We've got 30 seconds. Thank you so much, Mark. You've been incredible. Wonderful. Everyone look up the show, Life with Lisa Ling. He was featured on November 29th. Stay on the line for a minute. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Find me, Patricia Raskin, uh, Raskin Resources on Facebook. Uh, If you would like to write to me to get a copy of my newsletter every month, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, have a great week. Bye for now.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.